Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wayback Chronicles podcast. My name is Steve McKelkey and I'm here with my lifelong friends Keith Abbott and Noel Kirsch. As you recall on this podcast, we cover all the greatest events from 1970 to current. The Wayback Time Machine selected 2008 as the year we're going to be focusing on for this next series of episodes. And for this specific episode, we're going to be talking about movies of 2008. So Keith, take it away. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, definitely excited about talking about the movies of 2008. There were a lot of really interesting movies and things that happened this year uh, that would that are really fun to talk about. So it, I'm going to preface this with something that kind of impacted both the movie and the television industry. And that was a, a strike that was going on with the Writers Guild and between 2007 and 2008. And More strikes. Yeah, more strikes. But thankfully, it impacted at this point more television that I'll cover later than it does movies. And so if you recall what I drew with the Wayback Time Machine and when Steve drew the names, I was drawing both movies and TV. So what we're deciding to do is I'm going to cover movies in this episode. And then so you don't have to hear my voice that much in a row. We're going to let Steve and Noel cover one of the other topics, and then I'll come back and cover TV later. So this prefaces with this writer's strike, but the good news is it didn't really impact the movies so much because as you might figure, movies were pretty much already written and almost completed by the time the movies were released, right? So it didn't impact them so much, but for future episodes, if we go deeper into 2009, 2010 and the like, we can talk about how this may have impacted future things. But for this year, there were some really neat movies. And so what I thought I would do is first start off with the highest grossing films in uh, from in order from 10th to 1 of the year. And then what I also wanted to talk about were some interesting things that were other movies of note that were released uh, month by month, because I really saw some movies in here that maybe weren't top 10 movies grossing, but they were really neat movies that I really enjoyed. And then finally, just talk about a couple of other things of impact that happened and some of the actors that may have left us that year. So that's kind of what I'm going to be digging into. Before awesome. I get started, though, I just want to remind everybody of our social media platforms. And also, we've had a lot of asks and feedback to do a YouTube channel. So we now have a YouTube channel and our videos are actually closed captioned. So everything that we are saying, if there's anybody that's hard of hearing, you can actually read along with us as we do our podcast. And so we're very excited to have you and, and uh, hopefully that this will uh, even garner a larger audience that can enjoy these nostalgic trips with us. So welcome. If anybody um, has the, uh, um, the need for that, we welcome you and, and would love to hear your feedback. So with that being said, let's talk about the highest grossing films released in 2008. So we'll start with number 10. And number 10 was an animated um, kind of uh, endeavor from 20th Century Fox. It, it uh, earned about $154 million domestically. And that was Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. The next number nine movie is definitely something that I'm sure all of us saw. It was the second, um, I guess, the second episode or the second movie in the Daniel Craig era of James Bond movies, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Yes. And so this is the follow-up after um, Casino Royale, where he's still kind of grieving over the loss of his lifelong love and, and has to deal with that as well as, you know, do the things James Bond does. So $168 million was earned through for Sony as the distributor on that movie. I've watched a lot of the Bond movies, but I don't think I've, I've watched many of the, like the Daniel, is it Daniel Craig? Yeah, Daniel Craig. Yeah. yeah. I saw a couple of his, but I, I didn't. I didn't watch. I haven't seen all of them. I didn't see Quantum yeah. of Solace. 
It's they're they're really cool because they kind of go back to the roots of how Bond started, and you know it's not so much gadgetry as it, as it begins, and it kind of gets into that towards the end. But it's really a it's a neat take, uh, a fresh take on how James Bond is instead of the you know the the 1950s and 60s, which we probably couldn't accept today with some of the things that went on then. Yeah, but it was right. still really good. So. Um, so going back uh, on number eight, number eight at 180 million domestically was DreamWorks Madagascar 2 Escape to Africa. Dreadfully, I guess I should say as a man, <laughs> I saw the seventh grossing Uh-oh. film of the year, 192 million. I will give you a hint to see if you can tell which which painful movie series, but a rapidly followed movie series out of after a book was about two competing oh. factions wolves and vampires oh right? gosh man this was the one that started it all yes my wife was i've seen that movie i've seen that series yeah. what's it called again twilight the twilight oh series. yeah 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 yes. twilight twilight so i you tried to four. block that out oh i unfortunately or fortunately i don't know how, i'm i'm gonna say fortunately because i'm so grateful but um yeah <laughs> Having three women in my house, I had to suffer multiple times through all of these movies. And it's, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's a movie. Careful. Um, yeah. yeah. So, go. I mean, See? you know, you got, you got the team Edward, team Jacob, the wolves versus the, all of this stuff, but you know the names it was, a, Oh, I tell you, it was, <laughs> Do it was you things, have things have not, I'm sure there's at least seven in my house <laughs> there's, somewhere. There's probably a twilight keychain yeah. somewhere in your oh, house. And without a doubt, I'm sure the book series and everything's <laughs> in here, but anyway, for, for better or worse, that was a massive fan craze. People were rapidly passionate about, who they were, you know, if it's Jacob or Edward or whoever it was that Bella is going to, uh, you know, be with and all these kind of things. And and yes, my daughter's dog is named after the actress oh. in Twilight. So this oh. tells you the pain wow. I'm still living with. <laughs> the next one I, I absolutely love, a $277 million domestically released through DreamWorks. Jack Black was the, the, uh, the main <laughs> character's voice in Kung Fu Panda. Did you all ever see this? Have you seen Kung Fu Panda? Oh my gosh. It's hilarious to see this big gangly panda. I mean, think about Jack Black, all right? And and think of him as a martial arts expert, right? And that's what you're getting in this movie. But it is so well done. And Jack Black shines as the as the lead in this role. And it's just, it's a fun ride. It's hilarious. It's got some really good dark scenes for an animated movie too. But it's 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 great. So if y'all haven't seen that, when no one's around, just watch it. It's hilarious. It really is. It's just it's it's a great, great show. A couple of sequels after that, but the original one was absolutely the best. Jack Black made some good movies. Yeah, I mean, has. um, the one I'm trying to think of, what is the one, the one where you, see, you can't see the girl is like pretty in his eyes, but everybody oh, else yeah. sees differently. What, shallow what, Hal. what, what is that? It? Shallow Hal. Yeah. Oh, shallow shallow Hal. Yes. Yeah. That's, that is a, that's a good movie. Um, oh, seeing that one, seeing that one's pretty good. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good actor. So now we're going into the top five um, of, of 2008 and the next, um, the next movie is another animated movie. It was by, by Disney. 223 million, just about, just under 224 million. And it was the movie Wally. Oh, did you all see Wally? I, I, yeah, I don't think I have. Okay. So, yeah. it, it, uh, 
saw in 2008, but wasn't at the movie theater. I am, I am <laughs> grateful you didn't draw this one. That's all I can say. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so Wally was a, a really interesting movie. It, it the the thing that really stuck out to me is there the sound effects producer was named Ben Burt, and he was also the sound effects producer for some of the Star most of the Star Wars movies. One of the most amazing sound effects artists of in the in the world i mean bar none i mean you think about the sounds of a lightsaber and a, uh, and the sounds of of darth vader's breath or or anything like that that's ben burt that created this well the first 20 or so minutes of this movie is is essentially it's a silent film there's no speaking there's no words there's nothing it's just what's going on with this little robot wally and the environment around him and hmm. the way and but you're completely captivated the way that he did the sound and and the way the personality of this little robot wally and and the things that around him interact it's if y'all haven't seen it i mean the first 20 minutes is just it's stunning because you, you you know you hear about this and you're like somebody tells you later you know there was no no talking with the first like half of the movie almost and you're like wow that's you know or not, not the first half but the first 20 25 minutes and it's it's crazy, but it's just a great great movie. It, there's a little bit of a um, I guess an earthy undertone or a, a you know an, an agenda with it where the the Earth is is so corrupted with junk and garbage that they have to launch a spaceship into space and um, you know and and they they're just waiting for the Earth to be able to be habitable again and this this ship is supposed to bring them back right and so it's all about how Wally helps create this moment right so it's really really a cool cool show interesting um, yeah number four on the list is 100 uh, 227 million almost 228 million uh was a sony distributed movie uh, it was a will smith movie called hancock did you all see yeah. this movie okay i finally saw one of these yep yeah so so <laughs> i'm proud of you man so yeah <laughs> Han hancock was like he was the anti-hero right so yeah. you know he had superpowers but he didn't want to use them for good until he just absolutely had to so it was a really interesting spin um, especially knowing that superhero movies were starting to become a big deal starting really this year. And I'll get to that soon. But, um, but that, that was interesting to have a spin on somebody that was kind of an anti-hero and Will Smith did a really good job of it. And then the next two, uh, number three and number two were, um, were pretty, pretty interesting movies. 300, they were neck to neck as far as their gross. So 317 million, uh, was the number three spot. It, this is something that it hurts me to say, um, but it's still one of those movies that the the actor and the character is a legend, and that was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. It had such a really cool premise because it was set in the Cold War era. And so it was basically after the events of all of the Nazi Germany and everything, which the first few movies were based on. And you could definitely tell, I mean, and, you know, Indiana Jones had aged and the years had aged with them. So it was really appropriate. The, the Harrison cool, Ford? Yeah, Harrison Ford. Okay. The, the coolest scene of them all, I think, was kind of right at the beginning of the movie because um, <laughs> he, he actually something happens where he's trying to find something and he gets on these, um, these little sled cars. And this is actually something that happens. There's a museum in Albuquerque, Almagorda, New Mexico that has these sled cars. And it was basically speed endurance tests to try to break the sound barrier. So these yeah. people would pilot these, these rail cars with, that had rockets behind him. Well, anyway, so he gets on, somehow he ends up on one of these rocket cars and he throws him into the street. And then the next thing you know, he's find this, he's found this town. And so he's just trying to get figured out what's going on in this town. And he's walking around and he's like, what is going on? 
going on. There's nothing but mannequins in here. There's nothing but dolls. Nothing's real. The TVs are on. These buildings are, are real buildings, but all of the, they're nothing but mannequins. And about that time, you hear the air raid siren go. They're testing a freaking nuke. Right? Oh, so he's got to figure out how to survive a nuke. And he ends up like gutting out a lead refrigerator and hiding in it while the atomic bomb goes off. And this thing blows oh, him miles away. It's hilarious. It's a great wow. scene. But the rest huh. of the movie takes a turn for the worse because it, it goes into like alien skulls and weird uh, stuff. It was just on. really sad and anticlimactic, but I won't spoil it for folks, but it was a, it was a great start to a movie that could have gone so much better, but it, it just kind of fizzled. So, yeah. Directed by Spielberg. Yes. Yes. The yeah. music by John Williams. Yeah. Still, the whole, huh. the whole wow. thing. I mean, even uh, Marion from the first movie was back. Oh, yeah. This is love yeah, interest. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and they, uh, they had a son who was played by Shia LaBeouf. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so they were, and really all of the thought was that they were going to maybe transition him to be Anna Jones, but it didn't happen. So I don't know, but it just, it just didn't work out the way I think they wanted it to, but anyway, that's okay. Um, the, the next movie that, and I think one of the best movies, uh, I, in my opinion of the last 20 years is, uh, 318 million, uh, just about a million more than Indiana Jones. And that was the original Iron Man movie. Oh, oh was, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And, and John Favreau directed it. Um, Seen that. Oh man. I, I tell you, it, that was kind of what kicked off this whole Marvel infatuation. Yeah. And Good. I'll talk about another one that came out a couple of months later, it didn't make the top 10, but it came out a couple of months later that was kind of helped um, piggyback Iron Man and why Marvel is kind of still so strong as it is today. Mm-hmm. But I tell you that the way they did that movie was so fantastic. And, wow. uh, you know, just how they, they made it something because the comic is kind of older, you know, and how they mm-hmm. turned it into a modern day story yep. with uh, with, you know, terrorism and everything and, and how that how that happened was pretty interesting. So great, yeah. great movie. It was great. It's a great um, it was a great first movie in a series of really great movies. Like Agreed. it, it um, they did take it back. I mean, because like the first Iron Man, the first suit that he makes is like very rudimentary mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can kind of see it evolve into the later where you know all it is is you know stark is out there researching and trying to figure out how to make it better and stuff and so it just gets progressively better as the episodes go on but it's true uh it's really cool it's a that's a really good movie if you've never um seen any of the marvel movies uh definitely encourage you to go watch them and my oh, my yeah. wife <clears throat> my wife when these marvel movies started hitting the theaters i was taking the kids she didn't want to go and then I convinced her to go to one of them and then she became hooked. Like <laughs> we had to go back and watch all the old, all the, you know, all the way back to Iron Man and all the way up to the very beginning and stuff. Like she got really, she got really hooked into them. Yeah. So they have broad appeal to a lot of different people. So they really do. That's pretty cool. There's, there's a storyline for everybody in the Marvel movies, yeah. I think. And, and yeah. so it's, it's, a, it's a good, uh, what the way that they have kind of interweaved storylines and, and kept people hooked, um, you know, even, even as far, I think even Iron Man was the first one that had the post credit scene. Right. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those kind of things that were involved and in, in introduced in these movies, really, really cool. So yeah. the last movie really blew all the others away. Uh, 200 million more than the rest of them. Uh, was five hundred and thirty-three uh, million dollars, and that was the second, um, uh, the second, I guess, sequel or the first sequel of the um, the Batman series with Christian Bale, and that was The Dark Knight. Mm. And that yeah. movie in itself was fantastic, but um, you know the Academy Award-winning performance by Heath Ledger 
Um, mm. Just yeah. as the Joker just completely solidified this movie. And, you know, the, it probably didn't help that he accidentally, um, you know, passed away due to, I think mm -hmm. it was due to overdose, if yeah. I remember correctly, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And before the movie was released. And so I think everybody going to see, and, and Heath Ledger, I don't know if you've seen some of his mm. movies, but um, yep. there, A Knight's Tale, if you all haven't ever seen that, that's one of yeah. the best Heath Ledger movies out there. This one obviously doesn't it doesn't um hold you know shadow to anybody but it, the the dark knight was a great movie it, it um was a great culmination of a joker versus batman fight with who i think were some of the best performances of both of those roles i i love michael keaton and all of those folks but i i really like the christian bale roles um steve yep. now you're a huge batman fan what's your opinion on this yeah i mean <clears throat> i guess i'm the purist so i like i prefer the michael keaton uh, mm -hmm. version but yeah. uh, I still think it's great. A few years back, he, he was a commencement speaker at, I can't remember the college, but he goes, goes I, have, I have two words for you, two words that will live with you forever. I'm Batman. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> of course, the crowd goes nuts. But, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's who I think I am when I put my Batman mask. Is Michael Batman, Keaton, why so. not? Yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton was the. Yeah, I still think he's the best, but Christian Bale was a really good Batman role. I thought. Yeah, so, yeah. Dark Knight was so great, and you're right, Heath Ledger was just legendary in that, mm -hmm. um, in that that movie. And I, I remember just feeling a little sad watching it, knowing that you know he was yeah. no longer yeah. with us, and it was just a little weird that we were watching his last masterpiece, basically. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he ended yeah, on he, a high note too. He yeah. was really good. He. Um, you ever seen that movie, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. That's kind of what got his start, wasn't it? I, I, it was in 99. I don't know if that was, yeah, yeah I guess it was kind of early on in his career. Yeah. Good, great movie. I mean, yeah. um, uh, I've seen that one. I'd hate to admit how many times I've seen that. I blame yeah. that one on my wife, Linda, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, same here. Same here. Yeah. Not your uh, wife, mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a girl thing. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. But yeah, it was. Half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. Like, like Gosh. literally two hundred and twenty. No, two hundred and eighteen more than the last one. It looks like something, something big uh -oh. like that. So it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's Gosh. a, it was a great movie and well deserved to have that title. Um, yeah. Out of the top ten, I saw three: Twilight, Iron Man, and Dark Knight. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty sad. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't watch some very many movies. Of course, a lot of those right. are animated, which I didn't do yeah. a lot of animated movies, but yeah. yeah. Um, other movies in note, and let's talk about something that probably your wife, <laughs> Noel, mm. and, and if you're, if your wife, Steve has gotten to this yet, I'm, I won't be surprised if he does, but the other movies of note that released in January, 27 dresses. Did you all have to watch this show? Yes. I've seen so, this. This is one it's, of my wife's favorite shows ever. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely a staple, and I think we own it on every format, including probably the film in our house. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about, but my wife knows well enough that there's no way she could put me through that. And it's uh, it, it's about a a girl that is always a bridesmaid, never yeah. a bride, and she's been to 27 different weddings. She has a closet full of. 27 bridesmaid dresses and so that's the whole that's yeah. the whole premise behind it but yeah. um, i'm out um the fourth installment of rambo came out that month too i didn't see that one did y'all see just rambo i didn't see this one no i think R rambo I think there was like yeah too too many um yeah not not first that. blood not, not yeah, yeah 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 it was, it was rambo like a, four 
So it was just called Rambo. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't see that. I didn't I think see I saw it Rambo 1 and 2, and I'm like, okay, it's get ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> February, one of the – and there's a lot of movies. So listeners, anyone I haven't mentioned that you like, please let's let's hear, yeah. hear them in the comments and Drop. Facebook. Yeah. I know Absolutely. I've missed a lot. Um, February, there was a movie called Jumper, um, and that was uh, with Hayden Christensen. It was kind of a neat thing where he could, he could kind of port himself different places to try to solve, you know – things going like on so quantum leap quantum leap type of deal yeah 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 it was a good show. Watch that show yeah. I, I enjoy that show a lot yeah. i love that show man yeah. ziggy his aren't friend they coming ziggy. out with isn't there a new remade version of it right now or i something? sure hope so i think there has been in the last year or so come out with a new oh, one wow. that was a what a cool premise of a show so the, in march the movie this was a great movie with uh, martin lawrence and raven simone the road trip did you are oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes, so it was yes. the college one, the college road trip where they yes. were <laughs> hilarious, yes. hilarious movie. Um, so good. April, there was a movie with Jodie Foster called Nims Island. Um, mm. This was a movie that, that my kids really enjoyed. It was about, she was an author that took a pen name of a guy. And so this girl was trying to solve the mystery of her, her parents or something like that. So she was reaching out to this person who she thought was this big hero well, it turns out this this lady that's like scared of everything. She's a massive introvert, hides in her home, but has this pin name of this great person. Well, she has to get out of her box to try to help this person solve this mystery. It's really good. Um, hmm. After many years of development hell, they've create they re they finally created a movie, Speed Racer, and it was by the Wachowski brothers. I guess they were brothers still at that point. Um, where they the the ones from the Matrix. It was kind of a it was a disappointment. I watched it. It wasn't anything of note but it was just they finally released something out of that animated movie that was or show that was so popular see um, i typically when they release something like that where i'm like i really like the original i mm -hmm. wait to see if other people that like think like me watch it and they go it's worth going to see yeah. before i go see it yeah and mm -hmm. i i think the yeah the 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 reviews were like yeah. and i'm like i just want to leave Speed Racer in my yeah. brain, the way it is. That's, you know? And you, you did the right thing, let me just assure you. So yeah. uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian came out. Um, I, nope. I didn't watch that one. It was a very okay. biblical story uh, with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and all of that. It was a second version. Um, my kids really loved it. I didn't really – I don't remember watching all of it, but they really enjoyed it. The other one that was really good that month, um, it was just two months after Iron Man came out, was The Incredible Hulk. And it was the oh, one, wow. yeah, it was the the one that had Edward Norton as the oh, okay. as the role. And and to me and and my son Hayden, this is the this is the Incredible Hulk movie. Like this one stands out as, in our opinion, the best. We love it. So that's so we're we're excited about remembering that one very much. In fact, the funny thing was that there they had these. Um, do you know those those Mexican drinks that come in like citrus and lime and orange? Uh, I think yeah, Doritos. Yeah. Doritos, yeah. So yeah. the way that this one guy gets infected is um, Edward Norton is actually hiding in a South American factory and he's bought helping create these drinks. Well, he cuts himself and drop a drop of blood gets in one of these green drinks, right? Ah. And so ever since that, and then somebody drank it and you know had a problem. But anyway, so ever since then, my son and I refer to those drinks as let's get a Hulk drink. So that's what we, to this day we still call those Hulk drinks. So good times. And now next time I'm in the grocery store and I see the green drink yep, those, yep, I'm going to think about the Hulk drink. There is not a time if we see those we buy. Them. It's just it's just a have to do. So anyway, got to have Hulk juice. Oh, absolutely. Man. 
Um, the next movie, Get Smart, um, Get Smart was the remake yeah, of the yeah, television yeah, yeah. show. Um, in July, the, the movie, uh, the Brendan Fraser movie, Journey to the Center of the Earth came out. This is notable. Um, it, it was a, a movie that was based on an old, old story. But what was really interesting about it is this was still kind of the period where 3D was still kind of popular. So they decided to one-up it. And this was the first film that introduced what was called a 4DX experience. And so what that basically is, it's motion effects in a specifically designed or specially designed cinema. And the first one that happened was in Seoul, South Korea. And it used tilting seats to convey motion, wind, sprays of water, sharp air currents, probe lights to mimic lightning, fog, scents, and other theatrical effects. So this was the first movie, and obviously it didn't catch on because there's not every theater in the U.S. world that yeah. does this. But it kind of a neat concept of how can we really engulf the, um, the, the, the people who are watching this movie into a really all-immersive experience. So hmm. kind of interesting. interesting. The last one I've got to tell a story about that released in July, and that's the movie Step Brothers. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I have right. to tell a story on myself about what a horrible date. Did you I meet am. one of the Step Brothers? No, Keith? no, I did not. I didn't know it's <laughs> much worse stories than this. So, are you sure? Carol. I had to know that. <laughs> There's some curly hair dude. He's real tall and he's yeah, got messed up teeth. Yeah. Funny. Yes, no. And, and he likes to play drums with a part. But anyway, so. <laughs> More um, cowbell. Yeah, cowbell. No, no, this, I have to say, this is, I don't know why I'm married to the lady that I am right now, because the first <laughs> date I ever went on, okay. You took her that? I took her to see Step Brothers. <laughs> I did. I had a choice. There, We were going to the drive-in, and we had a brand new drive-in that opened in our area, and there was a choice between The Dark Knight and Step Brothers, and I'm like, she's not a comic book person. She doesn't care about it, so my, I'm like, I'm not going to make her suffer through that so i'm like oh this is a good will ferrell funny thing oh my god halfway through it i'm like i am so sorry let's just go home i'll take so so somehow and and there was a there was a pause in our relationship for a good solid year after the first couple of (laughs) dates so and and somehow she decided to give me another chance so thank you honey for that did you always make that was part of the movie do what at least make it to the boats and hose. Oh, the- we, we, yeah, we, we, I think she decided and said, Lo, you're, you're, you're doing this. We're suffering through the whole thing. I think she made me agonize through the whole movie. It was bad. Um, it was meant to be the, the tea bag drum set experience. I was done. I was like, I'm going to go pe- get popcorn right now. I gotta, okay. t- I gotta, I gotta tell y'all my, my first movie story with Linda whenever we, whenever we were first dating. So our very first date, we went to the restaurant Harrigan's in uh, Lubbock. Um, I have to tell y'all even if, okay, so I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I went to the UC to go get some cash out of the, out of the ATM machine, put in my ATM card, enter in my code and came back NSF, no cash. I don't know what the hell does NSF actually mean. I don't know. It's insufficient funds, by the way. <laughs> so I had like $4 in my account. Oh no. So I'm sitting here, Linda's out in the car in front of the UC waiting for me to get cash to take her on a date, our first date ever. <laughs> and I've got no money. And I'm like, oh, dude, what do I do? So I had a checkbook 
and I wrote checks. So we went to the Harrigan's and eight, and then we went to the Omni theater and, and uh, went to the theater and wrote a check. And I swear, I feel so bad telling the story, but it happened. <laughs> and she has never let me hear the end of it. But <laughs> we were in the movie. We were in the movie theater. We sat down and the lady sitting next to us saw that we were on a date and she offered me a mint. And Linda goes, I'll take one, but he won't need one tonight. And I was oh, like, oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, so you're already agonizing. She makes it worse. Holy oh, cow. my gosh. So I that was the way our relationship started. So oh, my gosh. That's Keith, legendary. I feel, your, I feel your pain, bro. Okay, yeah. I mean, and, and they must have liked us for some reason because they're still I, here. They're still here. 20, 25 years later, oh, she's gosh, still here. So. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway. Awesome. Me and Robin's first day was also a movie, but it was at her aunt's house and I were, and I brought over Thai food. Oh and, man. But, but nothing awkward. She got to pick the movie. So that was So you're safe time. there at least. That's I, safe. I, I've See, learned that if smart. she picks the movie, then we always have a great time. If I pick the movie, then I don't get to pick the next ten movies after that. So <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. that's funny. Well, we're yeah, we're getting. I mean, we're getting long in this episode. So just uh, you know, uh, the last second half of the year, there were movies like Tropic Thunder. Um, oh, gosh. that came out. Um, Star Star Wars: The Clone Wars was a movie that started a very long um, animated series. There, Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf that was kind of more about uh, technology spying on you everywhere you move. Mm-hmm. One of the I've got it. I've got to talk about two more. Um, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. If y'all, this was a, a movie about uh, it was the son of a German officer at a concentration camp that mm. had a relationship with a child that was on the other side of the concentration camp. Oh, God. Intensely awesome movie. I guarantee you, y'all need to see that. that was and a then, movie. Yeah. yeah. So it got it. It's called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Okay. Yeah. And, and the last one that I want to bring up because it's a holiday movie and I think it's one of the funniest Christmas movies ever is Four Christmases. With Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, have you all seen this movie? I have not oh seen that. Gosh, are you good? sure? That, but yeah, the one that sticks out to me so much is they're looking through like old pictures. Like Vince Vaughn is with Reese Witherspoon's mom in this movie, right? And they're all looking at pictures of of her when she's younger. And there's this one picture, and he goes, "Is that really her? Are you sure that's not a boy named Bjorn?" And I just for every day it just cracked. I think of that periodically. I just start laughing. So anyway, so but there was a lot of good movies that year. Um, it really was. It was a fun year for 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 movies. And and obviously we know two thousand eight was a tough year. So it it very nice that there were some really fun, happy mm-hmm. shows and some good shows to watch during that time. Yeah. Um, so let's just um, go kind of summarize with who the Academy Awards announced were the best of the best. Um, the um, the, the Academy Awards were the 81st Academy Awards in 2009 to celebrate 2008. And um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button received the most nominations with 13. Um, and Slumdog Millionaire came in second with 10. And actually, Slumdog Millionaire won eight awards the most of that year that included Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, a, a, a show called Milk, which I didn't see, won the mm-hmm. Best Original Screenplay and Best Actor for Sean Penn. There was a show called The Reader. Uh, Kate Winslet was the best actress winner for that. I didn't see that one either. And then we already mentioned the best supporting actor was Heath Ledger for Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, best supporting actress was Penelope Cruz for a, a show I didn't see called Vicky, Vic, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And uh, the best animated feature film went to Wally. So uh, people who passed away that year, George Carlin, one of the oh, funniest people out there. We already so talked good. about, yeah, yeah. He passed away, um, heart failure. Heath Ledger, we talked about. 
Um, mm-hmm. Paul Newman. I mean, these are some oh big names. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you, I don't know if y'all remember Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was great. Oh yeah. Um, Charlton Heston passed away in 2008. Oh, um, wow. Jimmy Stewart, legendary Jimmy oh, Stewart yeah. passed away. Um, oh, a lot legendary. of, yeah, a lot of legends wow. passed away that year. So, but you know, like I said, to sum it up, it was a really good year with some really cool franchises that were either continuing strong or launched. And like I said, I, I make fun of twilight, but man, you talk about a billion dollar franchise and, uh, yeah. and, and launched a lot of other kind of replica movies, you know, that, mm-hmm. that followed. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of neat things happened in 2008. So um, thanks for letting me share this little journey with you guys. Really nice good, Keith. Yeah, I think the uh, the uh, Wayback Time Machine, Wayback Chronicles, Wayback Chronicles uh, research department did a did a number for you. They did. The they, they were pretty thorough with my thoughts, so I, yeah. I appreciate them very much. Thanks, guys. So, who's next up on the next episode? Yeah. So next up is going to be Steve talking about 2008 uh, music, which uh, I can't wait to hear. I, I hear. From my little research that I did, there's some interesting songs going on uh, back in 2008. So can't wait to hear what you got to share with us, Steve. Yeah, I look forward to it. And, and everyone, thank you for listening. And again, if we missed any movies that you that really stuck out to you in 2008, let us know in the comments in our social media pages. Um, follow us on Facebook. Um, give us a listen on the YouTube and see if you like that format and, and let us know some feedback on that too. Yeah, let us know how many of the, of the, of the top 10 movies that Keith listed, how many you've actually seen because <laughs> I, I had three Keith uh, Steve how many did you have it, it was four but I can't even tell you if I saw those actually in 2008 so, right <laughs> yeah I know I later yeah <laughs> no I didn't that, that might be a fun poll to put up on Facebook is how many yeah, yeah. Do that for sure so. did you actually see yep. yeah all right guys we'll, we'll talk to you in the music episode yeah. all right take, care, take care everybody bye for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.